0: I have a list. I don't think. Did you check it twice? Anything? Yeah, four times.
1: I don't think anything really came in. Of no. course. No, no, it's a little sad about that. I mean, you know, it, we did do it on Thursday, and we're hoping Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'd get something. But mm. I just don't think
0: people know what to say. And on top of, we don't have a very communicative audience. Which is weird. We did get one thing um, on the email. It says, uh, from Matt at fivearchitecture.com, and it says, the show is great. Love what you guys are doing and the narratives going on around new ways to approach the field. I am an avid listener. Our company, Five Architecture, recently branched out to provide architecture for everyone by way of model building kits for kids. Wanted to share how we are doing our part for the community, just as you are. Look forward to number 200. Cool. Nice note. uh,
1: I'm actually uh, just pulled up their website and it actually looks pretty cool. I think I have a, looked at that
0: uh, one before. I think Matt's been a follower for a while and I've noticed the five architecture logo.
1: Archie Camp. I like that idea. Things like that always are in alignment with some of like the, the external mm-hmm. stuff that we do, like mentorship and, and all of the other things that we do with uh, schools and things. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously haven't been able to do it more recently but what i like about this and i'm just scrolling through archicamp website is that you know they have different model building kits and things like that that you can do which is just i mean who doesn't like to do stuff like that these are a treehouse model building kit i mean (laughs) awesome yes please (laughs) uh and 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 me of all people would absolutely love i think i'd just do that and might have to modify it a little bit Ooh. to uh you know kind of be a little representational of the sketches that I do but yeah all right that's awesome i love the uh the a frame too the winter one. yeah night. that's right who who doesn't
0: yeah. want an a frame jeez Am i mean I, not know, that great for space which, on the inside but jeez iconic like you, you, you just yeah. can't not want to
1: be in one of those and my brother-in-law wants me to uh design him an a frame i'm like You know, it doesn't really take a lot. In fact, there's actually kits out there. I don't think you should tell them that. I think you should just design it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing, I actually want to do something that is just, you know, something that's got a little bit more room to it. So it's not like a a true A-frame, but, you know, something with high stem wall, knee wall kind of thing. And then you start the, you know, high sloping roof so that you can gain more space in it and I can make it cool looking. (laughs) yeah i mean not that you know i
0: always i always like it when i see something like jutting out the side of the a-frame like there's so much opportunity to break the boundary yeah. and do something really cool and not, not i'm not talking like a dormer right i'm talking like
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah, a
0: sky bridge i'm talking like like do do something that lets you break that envelope that is just really compelling that's there's so much cool things you
1: could do there yeah, and especially like where where he wants to put it, he wants to put it up in his property up in northern Michigan, where we always go uh, camping at. Yeah. So there's a lot of snow up there, and you know it's definitely appropriate for an A-frame, but you know it needs to be an A-frame plus.
0: Well, it's a super strong design, right? I mean, it's it's a great wind stop, but it's also it's it's very strong by nature. They're also very dark inside right that's that's one of the yeah. downsides to to see a lot of people putting skylights and stuff in the roof but it's um one thing that i had learned living up in northern california where the the snow is very wet and very heavy and the snow load i believe back back when we lived there in the late 70s early 80s it was like you had to design for 150 pounds a square foot or something like that like that's a lot of snow right and we would we we've had several winters up there cuz my parents have owned the house since then all the way until now, my brother lives in it now. Um, we've had winters where the snow was 35 feet standing, which is a lot more snow than that, right? It Because it, it all compacts down, right? You'll, you'll get three feet of snow, and in, in, in the next week, it'll be down to a foot, right? Because it does compress. And so when you have 35 feet of standing snow at the end of the winter and you can't see any of the houses, that's a lot of snow, and that's a very wet year. And so... What I found was interesting was like, yeah, there's lots of A-frames and, and this, this doesn't really apply to those years when you have tons and tons of snow and all the houses are just buried and there's just slots for streets that have been carved by the, the tractors. You know, it's, um, mm-hmm. but, but when there's not that much snow, snow is an insulate, has insulating properties. And so you don't want a super steep roof. Because you want to keep that snow on there so that you're not going to burn as much firewood throughout the season. So that's why the house is also – should be designed to carry the snow to keep it and not let it just fall right off um, because it actually insulates the house better in the winter when it, you keep it on top. So it's kind of a I, – I had never heard – when I heard that, I was like, really? That doesn't
1: – But Sounds a little counterintuitive, but it, it then does. you think, wait – they make igloos out mm-hmm. of ice. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty cool. But it's it's fun to go around and look at like A frames and modified A frames. So I always called like the modified A frames with like the the little gable on top. You know, where like the the A frames cut short and then they they notch it in and, and put like a little hat on the top. And I always thought those looked like yeah, Darth, yeah. Darth Vader helmets. Or, I always called those Darth Vader, mm. Vader houses. Those are all <laughs> over the place. And that's how you can kind of tell the vintage. Like, it's actually harder to tell the vintage of an A-frame than, a, than it is like a Darth Vader house. Darth Vader house is a total 70s design. Darth Vader house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the, the technical term. <laughs> anyway, you know, it was Star Wars time back then. So that's probably where it also came from. The time
1: of the original Star Wars trilogy. There is another one. <clears throat> you know I'm going to send you. So look up uh Darth Vader House Houston. So this is a real thing. <laughs> did you know about this already? No. I, you just I was search. just going to see. I was just curious to see if somebody else like, you know, had any reference to a Darth Vader house or anything. I just do images here. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah dude <laughs> it's like you walk in through his classes or something
1: exactly <laughs> that's just crazy evil buildings <laughs>
0: this is like kind of john Wow, well, that's probably probably not good for john's uh image if i say that but it's it's pretty I funny because he did a lot of evil your... layers right like he he did a lot of uh you know, villains' houses that were used in the James Bond movies. They were just kind of associated with that because they were so cool. And that's definitely the type of place that a eccentric, evil, um, maniacal person who wants to take over the world would live. He'd definitely live in a Lotner in her house. This, oh, um, this is kind yeah. of a glorified mansard with a lot of black.
1: Yeah, it's a weirdly heavy roof. Mm-hmm
0: makes you wonder, like, what's on the other side of that? I don't know if there's any images, like, because I wonder if there's just, like, this glorious courtyard (laughs) or something. You know, it's like there's this kind of outer wall that shuts you down, but on the inside it opens up, like, a geode or something. Who knows? I don't see any pictures on the inside.
1: I was going to say, somebody's got to have something about, like.
0: Unfortunately, when you search for Darth Vader house, you get a lot of, like, toys. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> that was a nice diversion. That is not the kind of cabin I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There is a lot of good architecture in Texas.
1: There is. Not that this is, really a, is an example of that. But... I was going to say, except for this, yeah. there is some really good Texas architecture. This is more of a compound. So, you know, one of my favorite firms is there.
0: Yeah? Who's that?
1: Really big fan of uh I know
0: who you're gonna say. Who? Uh you're gonna say Lake Flato. Of course I am. <laughs>
1: and you thought I was gonna say Bob
0: Borson. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and we laugh. He's aight. Yeah, so here we are, man. We made it. Podcasting Two, milestone.
1: Two hundred
0: Yeah, so I was inspired by all the twos to make the graphic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that graphic, actually. And and then I was just like, oh, so we got, you know, two architects for 20 minutes celebrating their 200th show in 2020. In 2020 is the dumpster fire. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes the show is too. I did... (laughs)
0: This is this is the dumpster fire episode. That's perfect. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so listeners, if you um if you're wondering what the images we're talking about, this is an audio podcast. You're going to have to go to the show notes and uh and check it out. We'll put it in there. <clears throat> I didn't put the 20 minutes part in there. That's I that's a good pull. I didn't even think about that. I mean I would say that that's well. See, the, the thing about it miss, was, but... is as
1: as you were building it, you know, two architects, two mm-hmm. hundredth episode. I was just like, I did oh, forget that the, just the like whole squeeze section. in there. Yeah, we should yeah, exactly. And
0: uh, this is a, a great example of why you should share your ideas before
1: exactly. committing them. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? other people make them even better. Uh, I remember I was on an interview when I was moving to the D.C. area. I was showing this project that i did and i won the tampa bay aia's like highest award for design and i was very proud of the the project and the guy interviewing me he was just like so did you do this all by yourself or did you like you know present it to anybody and like you know have them like offer up opinions i'm like um what do you mean he's like well you know i would have done this or this or this and he starts like critiquing the damn thing i'm like (laughs) uh thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> Yeah, exactly. appreciate the opinions <laughs> opinions are free <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh thank you there was only one thing that he said that i was just like oh yeah yeah i think that might have actually you know been you know better but otherwise i was just like yeah, oh, thank you appreciate hmm. that yeah appreciate your opinion that's all you need to say you don't you don't actually want it to go any farther than that <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: yeah critiques are hit or miss right it's like that's why most people don't want to do them is because they feel like they're a waste of time, <clears throat> but there are also really good things that come out of it that can directly benefit or make you think about things differently, the project, but there's also a lot of rabbit holes and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of conjecture. There's a, you know, people don't know enough about the project. There's anyway, we, we've done episodes on critique before. Oh yeah. Yeah. So shh. hush Stop. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stop geez yeah so anyway we we did try to do some new things this year i think this year was a little different and i guess one of the reasons it's nice to do kind of a, a show like this is so that we can we've done the years in review before and i guess that's kind of what this is but it's not not the same we're not looking at like how many episodes what are the ones what got the best comments i mean if right. we've learned anything it's that people don't comment on our show right <laughs> right right <laughs> so Thanks for listening anyway. We we do like hearing from from our our listeners and we did get a really nice email for this episode from Five Architecture. But I would also say that like, you know, we've changed things up and the and the world is a different place, right? So going changing the format was a was kind of a experiment that I think is is working. I mean, we would love to hear if it's if other people like that or not, but um I think it's working for us. So I think that's kind of what we thought would happen also when we started this.
1: I I will definitely say that it makes editing easier and it makes editing quicker
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it gives me the opportunity when I'm editing to actually go through and listen to it a couple of times because it is a short episode and, you know, if I'm listening to cutting down two hours to an hour, you know, that, that was always kind of like a tough pull, especially to kind of like re-listen to it or when we would run really long and things like that and then this experiment to try to keep it around 20 minutes um, be very succinct about it and just you know talk about whatever it is that we talk about it it actually is I liked it I I, I like it a lot yeah and i think you know one of the constraints that we
0: obviously notice because we're living it just like you are is that people don't commute as much and Cormac right. i think you had an hour commute each way and yeah, lots of people. I mean, that's that's basically like the definition of a commute nowadays is like forty-five minutes to an hour, right? And because yeah, people weren't exactly. weren't commuting, we felt like we needed to transform the podcast into the length of a dog walk or a, a doing the dishes rather than than a, <laughs> than a commute. <laughs> yep. And I yep. think I think we're we've been pretty successful at that. We're not trying to hit an exact timestamp every time, but uh, keep it around yeah. twenty minutes, and it you know it's been pretty good. We're actually doing that, and I think it helps us be a little more concise, and it helps us not have to feel like we need to fill a certain time amount either, so that's good. And I think, uh, you know, by changing the format, it also gave us options to try other things as well. Like we did the live stream for the gifts for, well, we we did two live streams. One of them wasn't really live, but we used the live stream tech to do it. So the first live stream was the happy hour with Life of an Architect podcast hosts, which was really fun right and then we did our gifts for architects on video as well as audio and uh i think a lot we actually did get some good feedback on that when people were like great idea actually showing the stuff that you're talking about because that has always been one of the things like a a break you can't really break the fourth wall in an effective way through audio and just like reach out and show somebody what you're talking about because we're so visual
1: i'm so visual Mm -hmm. imagine if you will this gift i'm holding in my hand but you can only hear me describe it yeah exactly i mean it's just i mean that was literally what you know the previous shows were it was just us kind of talking through some things and yeah you know we would say okay here check out this link and then we're like okay corb just sent me a link on a bomb shelter yeah and people can obviously picture bomb shelters but you know i, I think the but, but your bomb shelter is going to look different than my bomb shelter Okay. Exactly. So <laughs> you know, I, and and so I always thought that I I thought that honestly this was a, a really good one. Now, kind of wish that I had better my camera hooked up and all ready to go. But whatever. Next time, you gotta, you gotta got you got to show progression. You I can't just learn. start at the top. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I remember, like when we started the early podcasting, I think you were just using a set of iPhone headphones.
1: Oh my <laughs> God, it was so bad. Well, now so, you sound so you sound amazing now. It was. I mean, and everybody's like, oh, "I'm going to go back and listen to all of them." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah no, you don't really have you probably to." Probably shouldn't. In fact, in fact, <laughs> I'm kind of encouraging that you don't. You know, <laughs> that's a lot. Or, or you know, you can always tell an episode that you know that was uh you know whether it was like a Skype update or something like that because you know somebody after the Skype you know update ran, it would reset people's audio, and you could always like tell yep. that they were thinking that they were talking through their normal microphone and they're actually talking through like to say the computer microphone or something like that. Right. Sounding really tinny really or tinny, just, yeah. and it was just so like, uh, and then it's a little too late cause you know, you can't go back and record things that are basically set off, you know, off the cuff. So
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Obviously there's no redos here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> there's, no, You would just record a different thing.
1: Which is funny because I have listened to other podcasts, you know, they do the same thing, you know, it's just like, you know, hell, I listen to Kevin Smith's and Kevin Smith, you'd think that I hear this, uh, you know, famous director and all this other stuff. And he, he, he he has like no concern about what the audio is. I mean, I'm sure he does, but you know, it's hit or miss on his audio. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of shows like that. I think there's a lot of shows
0: that are zero editing like Kevin Smith's or like Like Joe Rogan's podcast, or you know, and and these are some of the most popular podcasts in the world. And and I think you know we've always kind of taken the approach of we are going to do editing to trim it down a little bit and make it sound better, but we're not taking away from the spirit of the show. Um, Oh yeah, and it is very kind of top of mind, like just whatever comes out, like because we are. I think that's one of the things about this show that makes it kind of interesting is that a topic comes up and we just talk about it like it's a normal conversation. We're not preparing, we're not researching, we're not writing, we're not reading. um, And, and that to me, I think just flows a little bit better. And it's why I think we have the audience of this show that we do is because you don't have to focus on it too closely. It's not something you're really going to take notes to. It's something you're kind of nodding your head along in either direction, either vertically or horizontally. And you're either agreeing or disagreeing, but, but you're part of that conversation. You get to overhear it and, and you can run it and not pay attention to it in the background or you can pay attention to it and uh and we'd love to get the feedback that you're you're providing on your side that we just can't see. But uh you know, that's kind of the, the kind of show that I always wanted to do. I've always found there's tons of value in overhearing architects talk. And we just happen to be those because we decided to start a podcast eight years ago, right? But Right. In the in the studio, we've talked about the value of that so much. Just people learning through overhearing, and so we try to oh, provide yeah, yeah. that on this show.
1: Yeah, I i, I mentioned uh, to some people when I was doing their um, performance reviews this past week that one of the things that I worry about is the kind of that osmosis that that just learning from overhearing or just kind of happenstancely walking by and you know saying oh. You know, I just overheard you say something and that reminds me in those kind of conversations. And mm-hmm. that's always been what this show has kind of been about. And, and to be quite honest with you, now that we've gone to a 20 minute format, it actually does make it a lot easier to not have to really do much editing at all. I mean, it is always still, you know, kind of like a natural flow. I may like, you know, cut out my cat walking like Walk meowing the in the background <laughs> or walking on the keyboard, which he has done a few times. But other than that, you know, it, it's 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 kind of a coffee break. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and in fact, actually, that's a good way to kind of put it. It is it is kind of evolved into more of like a coffee break kind of thing. And it's just 20 minutes to step away from the in- insanity of the day. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, take a, a real quick breather. Yeah. Hey, I'll listen to Marcus speak. I'll walk around the block. I'll come back. You know, it's 20 minutes away. You know, it's a useful 20 minutes, at least the walk. Yeah. You know <laughs> Get something out of it. <laughs> exactly.
0: I'll use them as my timer. So so we've got we've got eight years of podcasts up on our website, which everybody can go back to episode one and start over. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? Episode one is
1: Or or you could wait, really avoid wait, that one because that's no? <laughs> really, really bad audio on my part. <laughs> but uh you know I, I think, think it was Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it was like uh, almost like 10 episodes in where yeah, yeah, totally. and it was just like, all right, enough out of this. You've got to get a better
0: damn mic. <laughs> yeah, I think. And there were some pre-record unreleased episodes too, right? So oh it was, we were just kind so of like bad. figuring things out back then. That's how, yeah. that's how you'd start something though, right? Like it doesn't have to be perfect. I think to me, those were like the trace paper layers of this podcast. Right, right. Exactly. That wasn't cheesy, right?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. i had a little bit of smattering of cheddar <laughs> a little cheddar <laughs> so we've got this website we've got show notes like what one of the things that i think is is great about this podcast in particular is because okay and so where where this is coming from is somebody asked you on using the ask Speak hashtag you guys don't have an instagram seriously right and and i'm right i'm enunciating that maybe differently than they would have said it but but it's like seriously, <laughs> you don't yeah, have. Problem. And it's this is an audio podcast. Number one, could we have an Instagram? It was funny because when you mentioned that, I was like, "Well, what would we put on it?" Like, I, I, I would make. I would want to make it like an ArcHumor uh, Instagram, you know. Right. And they're already right. ArcHumor is already doing that. But I would, I would want to troll other architects with it. I think that would be pretty funny because what would we do? Put up our title, our our logo every time we have a new episode, or you know, we don't have guests very much, so we can't put up their pictures. Um, right so yeah i'm not quite sure what an instagram account would be for us other than just another way to reach out on social media maybe maybe there's maybe we are missing something and we're totally blind so tell us is this something that we should seriously (laughs) consider because it is one more thing to do that i don't have time for i'll say that
1: Mm, true exactly there's a lot that goes into this little production and there is is. i mean we've got we've got like
0: Pro gear, we do editing, we've got really good sound quality, we've got a website with show notes for every episode, we're on a network now, that was a new change for 2020 that uh, you know we're hoping is, is going to become the one-stop shop for all things podcasting for architecture because uh, there's lots of great types of architectural podcasts on there and you can get lots right. of different points of view and, and information. Um, and so, yeah, there, and, and there's a mailing list and there's, there's a lot of stuff going on on the back end that I think makes this different than a lot of shows that just put up an audio file on SoundCloud and that's it. Right. So, right. um, right. there's lots of ways to do a podcast. I think we're doing it in a very kind of complete and comprehensive way that, that, you know, we, we kind of painstakingly go through every episode and add links to all the things so that, you know, those are things that you can learn more about if you're interested later and by by just going to our show notes. Um so and and anyway, there's a lot there and so adding another thing to that list is is a pretty tall order at this point. Until we right. get a crew, exactly. right? Like which maybe is our next step. Our <laughs> 2021 goal. World domination podcast. You know, we
1: were always hoping for like that, you know, vision 2020, but mm-hmm. I think uh, 2020 has been a little blur. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. time for us to go to the time old for a uh, optometrist. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> time to go to the optometrist, get an eye check, and see what the hell's wrong with our vision because we certainly aren't twenty twenty anymore. <laughs> Nobody is, man. At least no. we're
0: not in this alone. Oh God, Yeah. So, so what? Do you, okay, so kind of reminiscing on eight years of podcasting. Do you remember? the first podcast you ever listened to like podcasting was pretty new in 2012 i remember mark lepage started his at about the same time right. we, we were all i think recording initial episodes at the end of 2012 i think we started in like october and november but we didn't release any of those i don't think we released anything until like february of 2013 actually Um, but there was a lot kind of going into building up what was going to become the podcast at the end of 2012. And I was trying to think back, like just what, if anything, did I listen to back then? And I'm sure the the one thing that I could think of, I'm sure most people who listen to us
1: don't listen to, but I I, I
0: wanted to see who you, if you can remember. You
1: know, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, since starting the podcast, I listened to a lot more podcasts. Yeah, me too. And I don't really recall like who or what I was listening to before then. I mean, maybe, you know, I actually, I had friends in some of the offices that I've worked in who listened to the early podcasts and listen to things like the Nerdist and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the ones that I can recall, like, you know, or the earlier podcasts that I ever subscribed to. But you know, and, and I liked those because they were more conversational rather than, you know, here, let me pull out my notebook and start taking notes on things. And and I had always worried when we were starting ours that I was like, oh, crap, you know, are we going to be like too clinical? Is this going to be this stuffy kind of highbrow architecture thing that we're going to do? Because I'm, as we've learned over the course of eight years, I am not highbrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, I, I might be, I might be even like sub lowbrow to like no brow. Um, I'm, I'm uh, monobrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, and so I'm not quite sure who I actually listened to back then. It was this evolution of, it's like, oh, okay. Podcasts are, you know, commentaries. It, it's, it's almost like the commentary track to like, say an audio book or a movie or something something like that. Yeah. And that was sort of what, you know, we were living the, the, the movie, we were living the, you know, the day-to-day life of architecture. And so, you know, this, this seemed to be like a commentary track for it. Yeah. So I, like, I
0: like that description. It's a good one. I, I couldn't remember who I listened to either back then, but like you, I've kind of the floodgates yeah. opened at some point. And because podcast is an open, freely accessible platform. Oh my gosh, yes. There's just so much great stuff and I know like we we had put together different proposals for AIA conventions and conferences as they're now called. Um hmm, yeah, to teach architects how to make their own podcasts that never got accepted. I think we tried several times. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I put a ton of work into those things and nobody Tons. nobody understood it, right? So um but but now we are seeing architectural podcasts really taken off. Like there's just, there's a bunch of great stuff out there and we, we've always encouraged that. Like we're never trying to be exclusive about this at all. So it's been fantastic to see additional voices
1: added to our community. And, and that's, and, and we've always hoped that more and more would come because we do need to get more and more voices of the profession out there. Even if it's just listened to by the architectural community you know, that, that, you know, wealth of knowledge, that information sharing has always been something that our profession has lacked. Yeah. Very much lacked. And we've always been hoping for that. And now even more so with, you know, the way that things have been kind of like isolation and just, you know, this, this awakening of the problems that we have in the profession and getting more and more voices out there so that more and more voices unique voices can be heard are just, you know, it, it's, it's an absolute necessity. And so I'm like very glad that this platform is out there and that people are taking, you know, advantage of that. If we had even a remotely small part in encouraging other people to do that. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we have or not, right. but if, if even if, you know, like one person says, Oh yeah, I started my podcast cause I was listening to yours and And, you know, you encouraged me or I didn't want to hear your crap anymore. So I had to start my own. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. (laughs) You know, but I'm pretty sure it was like, well, if they can do it,
0: we definitely could do it.
1: (laughs) Robert, get over here. Let's start a podcast.
0: Everything has a microphone nowadays. I don't think we need really. There's not a lot of barrier to entry. We can do this. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Architect and dog coming to you
0: live. Well, and that's the other cool thing about podcasts, right? Is that they're not, they don't have to be highly produced. They don't have to have great sound quality. They literally can be somebody recording in their car as they commute. They can literally be somebody recording on a headset with their AirPods as they walk the dog. Like it actually, there are podcasts totally like that. They can be two minutes long. They can be two hours long. There's no rules around that. And I, that's another thing that I really appreciate about it is that. You can make something that scratches your itch, and other people do find these things, right? And that's to right. me what's so right. interesting is that we have a, a really good listener base who's probably been with us for a pretty long time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even through the changes that we've experienced and through the changes that we've all experienced, and I think a lot of times it is just a little bit of comfort to kind of hear other people express their reality because it matches yours and it makes you feel like you're not alone. Right. So, right. Right. That, that is also, I think part of that, that something that our profession needed, right. Because we, yes, we do feel kind of separate a lot across, across the world, but also just across our country. And, and even just you and I being across the continent from each other, right. Is, is uh, a lesson in like connectivity that we've been doing for quite a long time. Yeah, and what's what's been cool is like, there's been many opportunities for us to get together, and that have grown out mm-hmm. of doing this, whether it's going to conferences or or whatever, you know. And and it's I think that's pretty much been the extent of it, right? It's like, either speaking opportunities at conferences or just going to AIA conventions and stuff like that that right. that we have had the opportunity to get together. But I mean, if for nothing else, this is just a great excuse to have conversations with friends and
1: just record them and and put them out there (laughs) and build networks. And, you know, like, again, increase the kind of like experience web out there. I mean, think about this, how, you know, people like, you know, us and Mark and other people, um, Mark LePage have been able to expand this, you know, kind of like network of people to, you know, start to become something that's more like informational sharing or just, you know, like, you know, just a good conversation amongst professionals to, you know, again, just to feel a sense of community. I mean, because not everybody works in a large office and now everybody, you know, most everybody is working from their own home office. And so to connect with the community as the larger community out there, um, even if it's just for 20 minutes a day, a listening to us Babylon, about our experiences in architecture, you know, it helps. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, and I think, you know, now that we are part of this larger podcast network with what Mark and Demetrius are doing with Entree Architect and Spaces podcast, and there's Practice Disrupted, and there's the Build Your Brand podcast with Jeff Eccles, there's a bunch of great content. And like, if I do have one wish, is that everybody who's listening to this would head over to Gable Media without the E at the end of Gable, G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com and lo- just subscribe to all those other shows and listen to oh, yeah. the yeah. very the variation of perspectives on practice and you know everybody's kind of coming at this from their angle, a different angle. And I would love it if you would just give everybody a try over the holiday season because you're not going to be hearing from us for the rest of the year, which is uh you know, another little announcement here is that we're this is our last episode of the year so that we can take time to recharge and come up with fresh ideas and um take a little bit of a podcasting break. You know, we, we do want to take breaks at the end of the year and in the middle of the year so that we can have some time away and just spend time with our families and, and do some real recharging. So um Cut. but listen to other stuff while while you're not yeah, listening yeah. to us. Gotta use that PTO up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't think you're going to be actually taking much time off, Cormac, even though you will be taking
1: time <sighs> off from the <this> show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude. So have you, uh, this show's over, right? I, nobody's nobody's listening anymore.
1: Yeah, no. Mandalorian dude. Oh, and I was just like, so like last episode with Ahsoka, you know, she was just like, you know, she was talking and stuff and she goes, I haven't seen a Jedi like this since. I'm like, say it, say it, Yoda, you know, (laughs) master Yoda. I'm like, yes, you know, and then this one, uh, and I'm just like, in fact, um, another buddy of mine, Andrew, he um, he called me up. And he's like, I-, I know you watched it, so you want to talk about it? I'm like, sure. And he goes, tell me that that is not the best action sequence of Boba Fett Seriously? ever. Yeah. No, I'm nobody like, knew he was such hey. a badass
0: before because he always just kind of stood around like holding his right. gun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he looked intimidating, but he was never really intimidating. Well, and part of it was... uh Like Robert Rodriguez, right? Like he directed Oh, I know. And so that's where. When the
1: credits rolled and I saw his name, I'm like, ah, gotcha.
0: Yeah, totally. And like just the camera angles and like, you know, he brought his thing to Star Wars, which is so cool.
1: that they're doing
0: that at all. It's so cool. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just like all of these different people who are like bringing their vision. I mean, who the hell knew that, you know, Opie Cunningham's daughter was that, I mean, she's, she's, <laughs> she's directed it, I think, at least three episodes. Right. Right. And, you know, and she's good. I mean, mm-hmm. and those episodes were good and it's just like, you know, some have like feeling and emotion and they're wanting to tell this, you know, story of connection and then others are pure, you know, like pure action. And then like, you know, um, listening to the Kevin's, you know, one of the Kevin Smith's podcast, a uh, uh-huh. fat man, on Batman, you know, or fat man, be honest what it's called now. They were talking about it and they were just like, they were given kudos to um, John Favreau because they were saying that how hard must it have been for John Favreau, or they call him Favs, to let somebody else direct basically the telling of the story of Baby Yoda. And Baby Yoda is his creation. Like, yeah, right. that, was, that was somebody that he wrote into this, this you know, brought to the table. And so, you know, and they were just like, you know, how, how hard must that have been? he's like, you know, and then they were like, well, no, because he's, he's wanting to see the greater picture, the greater like story. And, it was, and then, so like the last one I was pretty excited about, because, you know, basically it's telling the story that the empire is not really dead, you know, then you've got Thrawn, which I don't know if you know Thrawn. No. Um, he's like this kind of blue guy. He picks up the mantle of, I mean, he was in the cartoons, and then he, they obviously played no service to him in the actual, the original movies. Right. And then he's got like a bunch of books and stuff about him, like several different trilogies. And now that he like to pull him in after that means that you know it's it, I was I was excited about that. And then you know with them like in this particular episode taking like baby Yoda. Now they've got to like engage into that whole world of like, you know, well, we thought the empire was gone and they're not gone. And mm-hmm. now, you know, you're going to get to see like, whatchamacallit, uh, the, why am I forgetting? it? Oh, Gideon, uh, Moff Gideon's yeah. his, um, you know, like he's carrying around the dark saber and the dark saber was the only non Jedi lightsaber ever created, but it was created, for and by the, like the first Mandalore. Oh wow! And so, it's, so there's that connection. It, yeah. So it, it, you know, and so like two episodes prior to that, you know, when you had like the other Mandalorians, well, those are straight out of the cartoons, and then now the yeah. new canon. Yeah. And so she's always looking for like the dark saber because whoever wields the dark saber is the true and rightful heir to the you know to the mandalorian like well high high throne whatever and she's like a direct descendant of that particular you know like person so you know she feels like she's got the rights to the throne kind of thing and so there's like all of these like weaving and, and all of this other like really kind of like cool nerdy stuff and you're just like oh my god it's all going to happen yeah. and it can literally like now they could do an offshoot of another series that is like you know following like Thrawn and following the Mandalorian you know like the other Mandalorians and stuff and like do live actions of like Star Wars Rebels yeah you know and yep. like that you just like dude this is like I- I'm getting to see like the it's... Star Wars that I wanted to see exactly. Back then. exactly I didn't know that I I didn't know I wanted it back then because it was all, all new yeah. And now I'm actually getting to see the Star Wars that I really, truly wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. It's and incredible. it's just like, oh, shit, this is great. You know, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, I, you know, I will admit that I'm OK with waiting a week. But the only thing that I'm not cool about is me only getting like, you know, eight to ten episodes when yeah. <laughs> I want it literally to go all the time <laughs> every Friday all year long right it just give give me it all I don't want to stop, stop and wait yeah you know and if you're you know if you're gonna stop like you know talking about Mando particularly his story okay then cut scene to Ahsoka or cut scene to the other Mandalorians which I never really knew her name it's right. uh, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. um you know cut to Bo-Katan and like what she's doing and You know, all of these other things, but do it live action and do it in the quality that they're making them with, like, the directors that they're using. And the art direction by, I mean, Doug James
0: involved in all this, right? And it's just like, I love watching, I love watching the the storyboards at the end, like the art that they use as the closing credits for every episode. And it's just so cool. Oh, man. So good. Oh, yeah. The design yeah, of people. the, of the vehicles of like the jet that, that little, it wasn't really a Jedi temple. I don't think, but I don't know what it was at the, the, the last episode, maybe it was, but where the little, it, it was just, Jedi just so Stonehenge. very, very stonehengy, but still like, yeah. you know, just
1: architecturally cool made out of like rocks yeah. from Joshua <laughs> it, tree. It was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, it was like fantastic. It was just like simple, simple little things, you know, just like, I I, I loved it. Magdalena wants a um she does want a series of the uh the uh old republic you know, like, oh, Yeah, like go back a few yeah. let's go back a few centuries and let's you know look at you know why and you know things ended up the way they did and let's talk about like the the big war between the Jedi and the Sith and yeah. things like that like you never know it might actually happen there's she's, some uh, there's some theory she's about she's listened to way too many
0: books with about me. who smuggled baby yoda out of the the training grounds oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it like like one of the one of the theories is that maybe it was palpatine himself right interesting yeah. stuff
1: which which you know because they're looking for, you know because they called him the donor mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if like you know they you know people know that palpatine's still alive and they're looking for somebody to basically kind of like bring get it back that, to power like, jedi life force because we yeah. see in like the the last movie, you know, the, the rise of Skywalker where, you know, he basically fed off of their, right. You know, their, their force powers to, you know, kind of come back to life. Right. And, you know, kind of regenerate himself. And, and, uh, so I think that, you know, in it my own personal kind of like connection between the two of these is, is I, I, think that that's what they're, they pulled him out because they didn't really know, you know, like this is like fresh young kind of like raw like force talent. Yeah, yeah. Or or for life force and and it's just like let's go after that one because we know that, you know, these you know Yoda creatures are, you know, rich with the force and that will definitely be able to bring Palpatine back. Kind of have a feeling that that might be or let's just my own opinion. But yeah. I have
0: a I have a theory of my own prediction here. I don't know if anybody's actually doing this or not, but I'm going to just say it now is Baby Yoda Furby.